You're listening to the Being Stellar Podcast, the podcast for modern leaders and entrepreneurs who are tired of hustle culture and ready to invite more ease and more prosperity into their lives. I'm your host, Deborah Stellingworth, master teacher and coach, and I am obsessed with helping you avoid burnout while you create a sustainable lifestyle full of possibility and profit on your terms. On the show, you'll hear inspiring stories of possibility, and you'll get empowering strategies and insights from me to support you in creating your stellar life. Well, hello there, friend, and welcome back to the Being Stellar podcast. I'm really glad you're here, and uh, let's just dive right in with the topic of procrastination because we do not want to procrastinate on starting this topic. So when I speak at events for entrepreneurs or when clients come to me for one-on-one coaching, even group coaching sometimes, one of the common questions that I get is, how do I stop procrastinating? The short answer to the question, how do I stop procrastinating is, do the thing you're procrastinating about. Now, a longer, more complete answer, which is what most of us are looking for, requires us to take a closer look at the behaviors which lead to procrastination in the first place. So it's important to note that procrastination is something everyone struggles with. At one time or another, we've all procrastinated, even the most doer of the doers, okay? So you're not alone in this. That your experience procrastination about something doesn't necessarily mean you are lazy, which is what a lot of people will tell you and a lot of people will think about themselves. It does mean that for some reason, you have resistance about the particular task you are avoiding. And in order to overcome that resistance, we need to get to the bottom of it. I've narrowed down three types of procrastination. Fear-driven procrastination, discomfort-driven procrastination, and disinterest-driven procrastination. Now, fear-driven procrastination is when we are afraid of failure or exposure to ridicule. And it's often more subtle than that. We may not know that, that we're not taking action because we're afraid of failure or ridicule. We might be saying to ourselves, like, oh, if I do this, I might get ridiculed. So it can show up in, I did an earlier episode about the fear of not knowing. And it's the not knowing driven procrastination. I don't know what's going to happen and I might not get it right. And other people might laugh at me or criticize me or ridicule me. And so fear is often such a, it's the story behind the fear sometimes can be so deep that we don't even know what it is, but often it can sound something like this. I don't know how to do it. And some of us have onboarded the story that not knowing how to do something is somehow bad. Like, what the heck? We all started somewhere. You imagine if we were babies and we, you know, didn't walk because we're like, I don't know how, so I'm not going to try that. Okay. So we've onboarded that story or it's maybe I don't know who to talk to. I don't know what to do. And those are fears of not getting it right. So we don't take action because we're afraid. Number two is discomfort-driven procrastination, which is a kind of fear too, but we're going to make the distinction for the sake of discussion today. So discomfort-driven procrastination has to do with 
feeling uncomfortable doing the work, like sitting down to write a chapter in my book. Oh my gosh, sometimes you'd think that I was going to sit down and torture myself that sometimes like sometimes I sit down to write my book and I'm like ready to go. Other times I'm like resisting it as if it was going to be torture. And then every time I sit down to do it, I love it, but I've got to get past that initial resistance that it's going to be uncomfortable. And the discomfort, I believe, and I think there's research that supports this, that I'm not going to cite because I don't remember where I saw it, uh, probably Psych 101. But our brains want us to be comfortable. This is why eating Cheetos on the sofa watching Netflix is the favorite pastime of a lot of brains, because it's comfortable. And anything that requires effort is a little bit uncomfortable, right? So whether we sit down to write a chapter in a book or you go on a 20 kilometer bike ride uh, with some really steep hills, in both cases, they're uncomfortable and in both cases, they feel great afterwards and yet we still avoid it. Have you ever felt that feeling of like, I wanna go to the gym, but uh, right? That's the procrastination, we keep putting it off because it might be a little bit uncomfortable. If what we gotta focus in is that feeling afterwards of feeling great, right? Because the hardest part for anything is getting started. And if we can just get started past that discomfort, we'll be okay. The, the third type of procrastination that I often see is disinterest-driven procrastination. It's simply a matter of not really wanting to do the thing. Even though you feel like you should do it, you don't want to. So as an entrepreneur, and many of my listeners are you are too, um, there will be things in your business that you just don't want to do. You're like, I should do that. And one of the things that I realized is that I was avoiding doing workshops and presentations because I really hate creating events in Eventbrite and Meetup and Facebook and LinkedIn and all the places you have to market them. And I thought it was a fear of marketing. And, uh, and I thought that's really weird because I'm actually um, pretty happy always to have a microphone. And I'm not afraid of speaking in public. I'm not afraid anymore of speaking on a podcast like this. But I was resisting doing regular workshops, which I really love doing, by the way. It gives me a chance to serve people and share my learning so that people can benefit. And it gives people an opportunity to know me. So if they wanna work with me as a coach, they're gonna get a taste of what that is. So I'm like, what is my problem? Why can I not bring myself to do these workshops? And, uh, and then I realized it's because I hate doing the administrative part behind it. And so, Great tip if it's a disinterested type of procrastination, get somebody else to do it if it's necessary. And if it's not necessary, just delete it. Okay, that comes with setting some boundaries and admitting you just don't wanna do it. So now if I were coaching you around the issue of procrastination, I would start by having you give me an example of something you've been procrastinating about. And next we would determine which type of procrastination we're dealing with. If it was type three, again, as I said, we would delete it and look at how can we release you from that obligation. Um, and sometimes you have to decide if the consequences are worth it um, before you make that decision. But you know, I, whenever I say to declutter something or release it, I, I do wanna insert here that I mean for you to do it safely. And uh, so 
there are processes you can go through to safely extricate yourself from commitments and things you don't want to do. That's another episode. Now, if you're dealing with type one or two procrastination, we might do some coaching around what your reason is for wanting to do the thing in the first place. Because sometimes if we can tap into the reason then and make it bigger than the fear, often that's enough to shift you from procrastination into action. Now, and this is something you can coach yourself about around, but at the end of the day, it's still relying on feelings to inspire you. And sometimes that can be a problem. So the next thing I would ask you is, are you a feeler or are you a doer? And this is an important question that will help you get to the heart of why you sometimes procrastinate or maybe always procrastinate about certain things. And other times you're able to get things done. So I'm not suggesting that you have a fixed personality, that you're always a feeler and always a doer. It's going to be context specific. So it's going to be really important for you to really learn and know yourself. And that's what life coaching is all about is understanding yourself better so you can get the results you want because you understand how to leverage your strengths and how to work with your challenges. So what I want you to do to do right now is to consider, are you a feeler or are you a doer in this moment with regards to the issue or task that you're procrastinating about? So let's make it real with an example from one of my clients. We're going to call her M. M had been wanting to update her website for almost two years when we started working together. Sometimes she would start working on it, but she wasn't able to work at it consistently. And she was getting frustrated with herself that she kept putting it off and that it wasn't finished yet because this was actually impacting her business. People were not able to buy her products or book, um, a meeting with her to view her products. She was, she's actually an artist and you know, it was important for her to be able to put her art up there on her website so people could see it and, and I'll be able to, and be able to book. So it was important for her to be able to put her art on her website so people, people could see it. And it was also important for her to be able to, um, have a booking system on her website so people could actually schedule a time to come to her gallery and, see the the art in person. So it was important for her to do this and yet she could not bring herself to do it. She'd scheduled time for working on it, but things always came up to prevent her from following through. Clients would request a meeting um, and she'd scheduled them into the same time that she'd set aside for working on her website. Or an order would come in and she'd need to fill it instead of working on her website. So As an entrepreneur, you know that sometimes you have to put immediate business ahead of tasks like updating a website. Now, if you are putting updating a website ahead of a a client interaction that's going to lead to you having cash, that's another issue altogether. And I will be talking about that in an upcoming episode called Minding Your Money and Managing Your Money Mindset. Okay, so stay tuned for that one. It's coming soon. I'm really excited about that for you. But in the case of my client M, her out-of-date website was actually costing her money because it didn't represent what she was currently offering in her business. 
So her current clients and potential clients didn't know what she offered and therefore didn't ask to pay her for it. So when I asked Em if she was a feeler or a doer on this issue of updating the website, at first she argued that she couldn't help that people wanted her time and attention. And on closer and more honest exploration, I helped Em discover that she was in fact a feeler. When it came to the website work, she would let her feelings of, I'd rather be doing something else, guide her decision to override appointments with herself to work on the website. So I have a question for you. Are you a feeler? When you wake up in the morning, do you check in with your feelings and ask if you feel like doing the things you're planning to do? Or do you make a commitment to yourself to be a doer when you enter a task or an appointment in your calendar? Now, when you do enter a task or an appointment in your calendar, I recommend that you check in with your future self and see what her state is going to be. This is not about feelings as much as about forecasting the energy that you'll have at the time that you're appointing future self to do the task. So for example, um, I recently appointed future Deb to paint um, a corner of my for example, I recently appointed future Deb the task of painting one corner of my office or just one little strip I want to change the color before I put a bookshelf there. And the time that I booked her to do it, she was like, I'm not doing that because I was tired. So that wasn't a really great idea because I and now this is not essential painting this corner of my office. It's kind of bugging me that I don't have the shelf up yet but it's not um, as a pressing thing, but it's a good example of sometimes checking in. So I know it's not a good idea to give future Deb the task of painting that little strip of wall in my office in the evening after she's worked all day. So instead, future Deb has agreed that she will have the energy to do that on a weekend morning coming up very soon. Okay, so that's what I mean by checking in with future self. So you get to choose if you're a feeler or a doer. For example, you could have an hour on your calendar at 9 a.m. Monday morning to work on website updates and you would just do it. No matter what's going on, you may have been up late the night before, you may have been a little bit under the weather, you might have a lot of things to do to get ready for the week and none of that will matter. You will do the task that is on your calendar because when you put it on your calendar, you checked with future self and decided you were going to be a doer. It wouldn't matter how you felt. It's on the calendar and you do it. You check in with your feelings after, not before. It can be helpful to imagine how you will feel after you finish the task when you're trying to overcome, overcome procrastination, especially when it's serial procrastination about a certain task. You have options, freedom and possibility in life. And you have the choice to be connected to the options, freedoms and possibilities by who you decide to be. Feelers take their emotional temperature throughout the day by checking in on themselves and figuring out what they feel like doing right now. Perhaps you're thinking, that's not me. I don't do that. And you might not consciously be doing that. You might not be consciously asking yourself, 
what do I feel like doing? But if you're struggling with procrastination, I guarantee you are being guided by your inner feeler, not your doer. Let me illustrate. This morning, as I do every morning, before I open my eyes and get out of bed, I told myself the story of how my day was going to go. The story goes something like this. I'm going to get up. I'm going to make my morning drink. I'm going to do a hundred steps on my acupuncture mat. I'm going to move my body, do some movement, do some stretching. Then I'm going to sit down to meditate. Then I'm going to do 30 minutes of yoga and then I'll have a shower and have some breakfast. And by 9am I'll open my laptop and I will sign in to my mastermind call. Then I'll have a client call right after that. And then a meeting with my VA and then I'll be recording some podcasts and In the afternoon, at the end of the day, I will, because it's a Friday today when I'm recording this, I will complete my progress tracker for the week. There's things that I track in my business and I will complete that. And then if I have some energy, I might do some reading um, or go for a, definitely go for a walk at the sun is shining today as I'm recording this. And then I'm going to have a great time with my friend this evening. So that's how I start every day was telling myself the story about how that's, and it's all going to be really awesome. Okay. But then this morning, as I came down the hall from the bedroom and I passed the laundry room, I noticed a pile of dirty clothes I'd left on the floor last night to be washed today. And the two drying racks full of clean clothes ready for folding. I almost picked up the dirty laundry in that moment. The feeling was so strong to do so, but I have a rule, more of a ritual actually, that I don't do any chores or work or tasks before I go through my morning meditation routine. Sometimes I feel tempted to pick up my cell phone and even check it, but I don't. I do my morning routine first. So I left the laundry, I left my cell phone, and once I'd finished my yoga session, as I was heading back towards the bedroom to shower and get dressed, That's when the feeling to do the laundry overpowered me. And I did it anyways, even though I try not to do that on work days. And I not only put the dirty laundry in the washing machine, I also folded the clean laundry and put it away. And that was not on my agenda for the day. The problem was that it also didn't feel good that I delayed starting the work I was actually looking forward to doing because I had let my feeler take over. I felt like doing that in the moment. And so I did the laundry. Now I asked myself, what on earth was that about? It's like, oh, of course. Our brains love a quick win. And one of the great ways to overcome procrastination actually is to give yourself a win, right? Find a way to have a quick win. Because sometimes we're procrastinating because the task just seems too big and too daunting. So if we can give ourselves a win, then it can get us moving. Our feelings can be changed by so many things. An argument with your partner, a pile of laundry on the floor, a cold, hormones, too much coffee, too little coffee, low blood sugar. Those are the dictating forces of a feeler's life. A doer uses a three-step system to guarantee success. They figure out what they want to achieve. They figure out what needs to be done to achieve it and they do it. 
Sometimes we get sidetracked. That's part of my morning ritual of telling myself what things are gonna happen is because successful people tell themselves stories about how things are gonna go. And when you tell yourself the story of how it's gonna go, your brain will most of the time get on board and go along with you for the ride. The feeler uses this metric of, do I feel like doing it? So whether you're a doer or a feeler has really nothing to do with your character and everything to do with choice. So ask yourself, what can I do about this rather than what do I feel about this? In the War of Art, Stephen Pressfield reminds us that your job every single day as an entrepreneur is to beat resistance. Resistance will show up in feelings, which leads to procrastination. We beat the resistance by choosing, by deciding to be a doer. If you want support overcoming your procrastination, reach out. Let's have a conversation so we can get to the bottom of what's causing your procrastination in the first place so that you can become the doer who does your unique magic in the world because it really is your time to shine and you're ready for the next step. Until next time, keep being stellar.